prayer, Father. Lord Jesus, we want to surrender all to you, Lord. Everything that we have and ever would be, Lord, we give it to you. So thankful, Lord, once again to be able to come together and serve you and to worship you, Lord. We ask, Father, if there be anything in our lives, Lord, you just cover it with your blood, Lord. Let your spirit just permeate our being, Lord, every fiber, every place. Lord, may everyone just make a complete, full surrenderance, Lord. We just want to say again how much we love you and appreciate you. Thank you with all of our hearts for this call that you place in our lives, Lord, to be sons and daughters of the King. How wonderful it is, Lord, what an honor it is to be your son, Lord. We, we just say thank you. We ask now that you take the words and be spoken and just quicken it to our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Levi, Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 8. I'd like to say it's good to be in the house of the Lord and bring you greetings from Brother Jonathan Martin and his church there and also was with Brother Wayne Lawson and some of the people from their assembly and just had a wonderful time with the Lord and, and uh, very, very thankful for that and the fellowship there. Amen. Um, yeah, the Lord did some wonderful things. Also got to catch a little bit of Brother Joe over there in Belgium and, and Lord ministered to hearts there. So, God's touching people all over the world, and we're thankful for that. Hey, man, don't forget this Saturday night or this Saturday, uh, we will have our fall festival, and love everyone to be able to come and to have fellowship together. Some sign-up sheets and things out there to sign up for. And, hey, man, we loved a lot of participation, and it's always been a, a wonderful time. It's something uh, that my mom really loved to put on and, and to do, and so we're continuing in, in her memory. But it's a um, it's just a wonderful time of fellowship and being together, and there's going to be a lot of fun things take place, so please do your best to be a part of that. I know you won't be disappointed. Amen. So Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 8 said, and Thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of year unto thee seven times seven years, and the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. In the day of atonement shall you make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And you shall hallow the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land and to all the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be a jubilee unto you, and ye shall return every man unto his possessions, and ye shall return every man unto his family. Amen. We let you be seated this evening. <clears throat> Amen. I can speak to you on the light, the dawn of freedom. Amen. I believe we're living in a time of great freedom. Amen. It's a time of liberty and uh, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for the word that we heard, have heard in our day. Amen. It's a word that puts us in a position to know that we're free, amen, to know that we have been called out of denominations, called out of sin, called out of unbelief, called out of things, amen, and it's a land of freedom, and and I, I thought it was interesting just as we was reading this today, and I was thinking on these things, that he said on the 10th day of the seventh month, and we know the word pertaining to us is Revelations 10, 7, 
Amen. It's a sound of freedom. It's a sound of deliverance. It's the Jubilee trumpet. And we know the Jubilee trumpet is the gospel. Amen. The gospel is the sound of freedom. It is, amen, the sound of Jubilee. And, and you know, the Bible says here there was to be fit on the 50th year or 50 year Jubilee. And that was seven times seven years in the 49th year that it was made ready. And on the 50th year, the jubilee sounded. 50 means jubilee. 50 is God's number for jubilee. The word Pentecost means 50. It was also the 50, the, the jubilee. It was the outgoing of the Holy Ghost at the end of 50 days. And it's also the end of the 50th year. And Jesus had come, we could read the scripture, we read that scripture in Isaiah 61, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the acceptable year of the Lord to set the captives of liberty to give sight to the blind. And you know, when he got through reading that scripture, he sat down and he handed the scripture back to the priest, and he said, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes and ears. In other words, this scripture fits my narrative. This is my story. This is why I come, and this is why I'm here. And, and Brother Branham said he was given forth the warning of the coming forth of the great gusher of Pentecost to set at liberty everyone that was slaves to sin and were bound. And, and it said now that going forth of this jubilee, it was to be sounded throughout all the lands. The trumpet was to sound, and this trumpet, amen, was a blast. It was a, a sound that went forth that where all could hear, and it was to sound out, and it was to let every slave that had been bought or become poor and, and lost and had been sold into slavery, and they couldn't care for their own, and he had fell beneath a load, and his master for his debt had bought him and, and placed him into the fields as a slave, and he had to serve him for he was too poor to redeem himself, but God said, Remember, you were one-time slaves yourself down in Egypt, and I freed you. Therefore, at the sounding of the trumpet, every slave, no matter how long he's been a slave, no matter how short of a time he's been a slave, he is at liberty right at that moment to return into his family. Amen. To return to his land, to return to his people, and to be free of every debt. For this is a time of jubilee. Notice every slave, when he heard the trumpet sound, he could throw down his hoe, whatever he was working with, whatever he was doing, what, and say, I am a free man. I couldn't redeem myself, but God, through his grace, has declared this a year of jubilee. Therefore, I believe God, and I don't have to work anymore. And the laws of that land said he was free. And he said, what a beautiful type of today. We were all poor. We were all alienless. There was nothing we could do on our own if we kept every Sabbath, if we worshiped every new moon, if we quit eating meat, if we kept all kinds of days and done all kinds of religious sacrifices, we were everyone under a load. We were everyone bound. We were all sold to sin, in sin. Our parents sold us out into sin in the Garden of Eden. And we were laden under bonds of sin to be a slave to the devil. We were born in sin. We were shaped in iniquity. And we come into this world speaking lies. And there was nothing that I 
I could do to help myself. There was nothing you could do to help yourself, but God had a certain day destined in our life that the sun was going to rise and it was going to declare freedom in your life, amen? And there was going to be a dawn, there was going to be a realization, amen? This dawn means the dawning of a new day or to dawn upon your mind to to bring a realization that this is your moment to be free, that this is your day of freedom. Now, every one of us had different days. wasn't as it were here that on a certain day the trumpet sounded and every one of them went that that day free. Every one of us had a certain day or certain time that we realized we're free. Amen. That God would come and he would speak a certain word or he would do a certain thing. And and on that moment you would realize this is my moment to be free. I don't have to serve sin no more. I I don't have to drink another drink. I don't have to smoke another smoke. I, I don't have to do drugs. I don't have to do those things no more. I don't have to serve that at creed or that dogma no more but I have heard a word and that word was for my freedom and deliverance amen every one of us came to that place and he said there was nothing we could do to help ourselves he said because it was our whole makeup our whole nature everything we are is sin Come on, somebody. Amen. You wasn't born good. You was born evil. Amen. You was born in sin. And every one of us, amen, there was nothing but sin. But when the jubilee time comes that we are free, the trumpet is the gospel, the good news. Amen. The trumpet was the gospel then, good news. You're no longer bound. You no longer have to live in sin. You can go home and be free. Amen. You don't owe any debts at all. And the whole emancipation of proclamation has been signed. You are free. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I think about that. Maybe, well, maybe it seems to go on forever. You know, you can get a sickness and it seems to linger and linger. Maybe it's cancer and it seems to linger and linger. But there is a day of deliverance. Amen. God put an expiration date upon that devil and it's going to be seen. There's going to be a day that the sun is going to rise and is going to declare that this is your day of freedom. This is your day of deliverance and there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. He can't stop it. He can't keep the sun from rising. He can't keep darkness there so long. Amen. But that light is going to break through and that light is going to begin to speak and it's going to say, Hey, you are free. And this is your moment. This is your time. This is your hour. This is your day of deliverance. Oh God. what if it happened that this service where right now was the sound of freedom going forth and you realize this is my moment to be healed. This is my moment to be saved. This is my moment to be delivered. This is my moment for it to all be over with. I've tried on my own. I've done this on my own, but I couldn't do nothing. But when the gospel sounds that you can go free, you can throw that hole down. You don't have to serve that fear no longer. You don't have to serve that devil no more. You don't have to serve that thing. Not one more moment. Amen. Five more minutes with the devil is too much. When the trumpet is sounding and saying, we are free. We are delivered. It's over with. It's done. The sun is up. This is the word that we have received in this hour. The sun is risen with healing in his wings. 
Come on, somebody. The sun is up. We're not serving a dead God. We're not getting up here preaching about somebody that's still in the grave somewhere for 2,000 years and we're waiting for him to rise and then we'll have power. No, he's already rose. And he already declared it is finished. It is over with. It is done. Amen. I believe we're serving a God who is great enough to kill any cancer, heal any disease, save any sinner. Amen. Put anything back together again. You're not too broken that this God can reach down and reach down and put you all back together again. That's the kind of God that I'm serving. If you don't have that kind of God, why don't you get a God who can save you? Why don't you get a God who can put you back together? Amen. Let's find a God who can heal and deliver and set free. I know there's a God like that. Hallelujah. Today, when a man hears the good news, Christ died in your stead. <clears throat> there's nothing you can do about it. He's already paid the price. The gospel sounds, you can right now drop every cigarette, every piece of tobacco, every whiskey bottle, or whatever it is, every website, whatever it is, every, anything that's binding you and say, I am free. I am free. This is the good news. I couldn't do it, but he done it. Hallelujah. I couldn't heal myself, but he done it. I couldn't set myself free, but he done it. I tried and I tried and I tried and I couldn't do it on my own. I couldn't pay the debts that I owed. I couldn't pay all that I had done. I couldn't pay for every sin, but he done it. He came down and became me and took my death, took my pain, took my suffering, took my sin, took my sickness that I could go free. That's the good news. Christ has made me free. You are a free people. Well, I thought I'd get a few more amens than that. You are a sleepy people. How about that? <laughs> you are a free people. I'm free to worship God. I'm free to lift my hands. I'm free to do what I feel like when the spirit hits me. I'm free because he has said I'm free. Amen. You are a free people. You don't have to go the same way any longer. You don't have to serve the devil any longer. You can be free if you desire to be free. That's the key right there. If you desire to be free, you can be free. Amen. Well, I believe it like this. If you desire to be healed, you can be healed. And just because it don't happen in the first five minutes don't mean that you're not healed. Just because it don't happen in the first 25 years don't mean it ain't true. God told Abraham, you're going to have a son. It took 25 years, but God's promise was just as real on the day that that son rose up and said, this is the moment. This is the time. This is the day, amen, that Isaac's going to be conceived and she'll bear a son, amen. What was it? The devil had tried to delay it. He had tried to push it off and push it off. He said, if I can just push it off long enough, they'll doubt it. They'll doubt it and they'll walk away from it, but not Abraham. Abraham didn't matter. He said, I'm getting strong. It'll be a bigger testimony today than it was yesterday. A month later, it'll be a bigger testimony than it was a month ago. A year later, he said, it'll be a bigger testimony today than it was a year ago because God said so I didn't say it he said it I didn't say by 
his stripes I'm healed. He said by his stripes I'm healed. I didn't say he's the Lord God that heals all our diseases. He said it. It's his word. So if you want to be free and you have a desire to be free, then you can be free. He said, you don't have to drink no more. You don't have to run around no more. You don't have to mistreat your wife no more. You don't have to curse no more. You don't have to lie no more. You don't have to steal no more. You don't have to be weary no more. I like how he throwed that right in there in the middle of all that. You don't have to be weary no more. Why you got a resource up yonder that's never been intact of the bountiful blessings of the world that the world knows nothing about. He said you got a resource up there of bountiful blessings of God that the world knows nothing about. We were singing the song, joy that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. Amen, I, I believe that. Amen, a peace that passes all understanding. Amen, we got a peace that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. Hallelujah, I mean, if the world could take it away, he took it away a long time ago. Amen, but he didn't give this peace. Amen, God gave, he said, my peace be unto thee. Amen, it wasn't in a world, you know, the peace that depends on everything to be up and and rosy and everything all smiles and everything's so great and no problems at all and you got peace. No, you can have peace in the middle of your battle. You can have a sling in your, a stone in your sling and be slinging it at a giant and still have peace. Amen, you can have cancer and still have peace. Come on, somebody. You can have whatever it is and still have peace. Because it ain't you that gave the word that you're free. He's the one that said it. He's the one that said it here in this word. And I'm going to be one of of the sons of Abraham that no matter how long it takes, I'm going to believe it. No matter how dark it seems, I'm going to still be holding on. He said, well, I must have a little pleasure. He said, well, brother, if you ever hear the good news of the trumpet, the worldly pleasures seem so little. Amen. They sound, they, they sound like sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. You don't have no need of it no more. He said, so much greater is this news of this old boundaries of slavery, the old boundaries of slavery, the old marks of sin that cause you to be batty-eyed wretches, by smoking cigarettes and alcoholics on the street with trembling. You don't have to go that way no more. The gospel trumpet has sounded. Whatsoever will, let him come and drink from the fountains of waters of life. But to reject that. You know, if a man said, I, I, I want to stay the way I am. I want to keep serving this master. I, I, I just want to stay right here. That man was taken to the temple with a slave master. And they'd put a, his ear against a post. And they'd draw and take an awl and they'd bore it in his ear. It was a sign that he never could be free again. He had to serve no matter how many more Jubilee trumpets he heard. If he happened to live another 50 years and he heard another one, it didn't matter. He was always going to be a slave. Amen. No matter how many sermons, but he done turned it down for his last moment and his last time. And it was finished. A person can't get to that place. I trust nobody's there tonight, but I, I, a person can get there. He said he was taken to the temple and it was driven through his ear. 
because he rejected the news of the good news. He said, if that ain't the perfect type of the marking of the beast, the good news of the gospel, and to reject that, to, to, to reject to hear the gospel, your ears are sealed up and you'll always call it fanaticism. You'll always say there's nothing to it and you'll serve sin in a form of godliness as long as you live. Did you hear what he said? He said, your ear will be sealed up and you'll always call it fanaticism. You'll always say there's nothing to it and you'll be serving sin in forms of godliness as long as you live. I just caught that right then. You will be serving sin in forms of godliness as long as you live. No matter how religious you are, you are sealed off from the presence of God. Because you rejected the Holy Spirit. He said, listen, they can say whatever they want to towards me. Jesus said that. He said, but when he comes to say one word against it, to say one word against it and call it a dirty name, you gotta be careful. I didn't even mean to go on this spot, but I'm here because of what was just said. Amen. Men want to say it's just fanaticism or work up or denominational spirit or what you've got to be careful. Amen. Brother Branham, even his own church one time, he was preaching. He said, I was teaching on the second coming of the Lord Jesus. And he said, I got a little long. He said, I went about four hours. Hello, somebody. I went about four hours and he said, I would just give him a little break. Oh, boy, church order, Brother Timothy, church order, church order, church. Well, anyway, okay. He said, give him a little break. And he said, he said his sister got to play on the piano. And he said, I believe if there was four sets of keys, she'd have played every one of them. Said she was a really getting. And said, next thing I know, this other sister grabbed this washboard and jumped out in the middle of the aisle. And he said, I was sitting there in the seat of the scornful. And he said in one place, he said, I was watching that, wondering where was dancing ever ordained. He said, I thought, you know, they was turning my church into a tavern is what he said. In other words, a bar room. Must have been some pretty jazzed up kind of music to him. And so he said, well, you know, they're turning my church into a tavern. He said, but I wouldn't say nothing against it. He said, in case they were right and I was wrong. That's a good way to go. Amen, because you don't know. It might be some film got over your eyes or something. You don't know what is taking place. Amen, it's best to just look back for a moment and say, God, is this you? And if it is, he will vindicate himself. Amen. Amen, because no matter how religious you are, you can be all kind of religious, but if you say things against it, you're sealed off from the presence of God. This is why, amen, the Baptists are in the condition they are because they said things against the moving of the Spirit. The Pentecostals are in the condition that they are in because they said things against the moving of the Spirit. And the Spirit moved right on and they were forever sealed off from the presence of God. They can have all the smoke shows they want. They can have all the singing they want. They can have all the dancing they want. Listen, here at ELT, we're not not worried about how much dancing we can get. That's not our message. We're not worried about how much emotion we can even get. What we want is the freedom of the Spirit of God. And when he moves and the trumpet is sounded and a slave realizes, I'm free. Well, then they can act like they're free. 
They can rejoice like they're free. They can dance like they're free. They can do whatever because they have realized this is the dawn of my freedom. And the devil that had hold of my life, he has no hold no more. And they can throw down the hole. They can throw down the makeup. They can throw down whatever's been holding them and walk away from it. He said, one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life was at the Cincinnati Zoo not long ago, three or four years ago, he said. I took my children up there to see the zoo and I had my little fellas and I was leading them around, showing them all the things. While mother was getting the dinner on the table, we was having a Saturday afternoon outing and I went down to a big cage and I saw something. He said, I've always felt sorry for any animal that's caged up. I can't even have a canary in my house. I don't see, like to see nothing pinned up. No, sir, I don't like anything in bondage. I believe in freedom. I say, amen, Brother Brennan. I believe in freedom too. I go to the zoo. I see lions walking the floor. When I was in Africa, they gave me two little pet lions. I could have brought them back, but I said, I... I, what would I do with them in a year? They'd be great big old fellas. He said, put them in the zoo. I said, turn them loose right here in the desert. I, I, I won't ever put anything in jail. I, I don't like anything in bondage. So I was walking around and they just caught a big eagle, big beautiful bird and put him in this cage. And that fella, all those feathers were beat off his face and his head. His wings were beat off like this. And I stood and looked at him. He'd walk back to the cage and walk back like this again. He'd start off, take those big wings and flop, and he'd slam himself against that cage and fall back down again. Laying there, looking up towards the skies, those weary eyes looked around. But why? He's a heavenly born bird. He, he lives in the heaven. He couldn't free himself. He was absolutely hopeless. Somebody had called him, some smart guy called him, put him in there, and he'd beat his feathers off trying to get out. He'd beat the feathers off his head. He'd lay up there with his feet up, laying on his back, those big eyes looking up to where he really belonged. How he longed to be free and spread those big wings and, and fly through the heavens screaming to the top of his voice. He was to be free again. He could look, but he was in a cage. And I thought that's the most pitiful thing I've ever seen in my life. If they'd sell him to me, I'd buy that eagle right now and turn him loose if I have, have to have starving louds for my children at the table to pay for that eagle to let him loose, they wouldn't do it. I went down there and sat down there and I couldn't help from crying. Then something said to me, said to me, you've seen worse than that. You've seen worse than that. You've seen men who's born to be sons in God of God are shackled down by a creed or shackled down by a denomination and people that say the days of miracles are past when he actually is born to be an eagle to fly in the lights of heaven yonder under the power and supernatural strength of God to walk by faith and not by sight. But some shrewd fella has caught him and bound him up inside by some creed and said, repeat this and that's all you have to do. Do this and all you have to do. He said he was born to be free. Amen, that's what I'm trying to tell you in these last couple sermons. You wasn't born to be a slave. 
He wasn't born to be uh, to be bound. He wasn't born, amen, to be depressed and have anxiety and fears and doubts. That's not what you was born for. You were born for the heavenlies. You were born for the supernatural. He said, brother, let me tell you something. Somebody might put you in a cage, but you're still an eagle. (laughs) Hallelujah. So if you're in a cage tonight or you feel caged up, that does not mean you're not an eagle. That means somebody needs to come by and just open the door up so you can go out. Amen. Maybe you feel bound up by something in your life or situation and you don't know. You can't. But listen, there's a gospel trumpet that can sound and it'll go by and those waves of that, that, of that sound of that trumpet will vibrate your cage and it'll open the door up and you can be free if that is your desire. How many times have salvation be preached and somebody bound just sit there. How many times has deliverance been preached and somebody bound just sit there? I don't mean they just gotta come up here for prayer. Yes, that's one thing we do believe in. But I mean, walk out of your cage. Get out of it. Defy it. Say, this is not who I am. This is not, this is not who I'm supposed to be. I, I'm an eagle. An eagle is not born a chicken then changed into an eagle. An eagle that's born, that's an eagle is born an eagle. Amen. We were born to be sons and daughters of God. Amen. We had a seed gene of God on the inside of us. Therefore, there was a time, a day that was set there, predestinated by God that we were to be free. Amen. Brother Bram said, you don't come to the altar to be reborn. You come because there's something inside of you. Amen. That's already on the inside of you that can, that can be reborn. It was put there before the foundation of the world. You understand what I mean? You remember the quote in the church age book? He talks about it. That seed is to be expressed. It ain't just expressed at an altar. That's not where you get the seed. The seed was already on the inside of you. You might have found out that you was an eagle at the altar, but you always was an eagle. Like the eagle in the chicken pen, it was a certain day that dawned all those other days. Maybe it's for 40 days or whatever, however long since the cracking of that egg, he had been walking around acting like a chicken. But that didn't make him a chicken because he never was a chicken. He could act like a chicken. Mike could balk like a chicken. Mike could walk like a chicken. Might can communicate with the chickens. Might ate like the chickens. Might ate what the chickens ate. But there was something on the inside of him said something ain't quite right. Something is wrong here. I'm just not quite satisfied by those slimy worms. I'm not quite satisfied by that old bug over there or this over here and that little crumb over there. I'm not quite satisfied by that man-made stuff they throw. I'm not, that's not what I want. And he's wondering about it for days and wondering why, why do I go to church and I, I'm not satisfied? Why am I in this situation and it just ain't satisfied? I've tried this and it ain't satisfied. I've tried this drug. I've tried that over there. I've drank myself half to death, but I'm still not satisfied because he was not a chicken to begin with. 
Amen. But on a certain day, the sun rose up and it was a different day than all the other days before. And a voice began to speak to him from another dimension and it caused him to quit looking at what was around him and all the nonsense around him and to start looking up and he said, hey, that looks like me up there. <laughs> that looks like me and we know the story. Amen, this mother eagle went looking for him because she knew she had another one somewhere. It wasn't him looking for her, she came looking for him. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, it wasn't you looking for freedom. It was freedom that was looking for you. It wasn't you looking for God. It was God that was looking for you. And that call began to pull and pulsate on the inside. This can be my day. This could be my service. This could be my moment. This could be my time. And there's a voice sounding and screaming out. All the other chickens are scattered. Bunch of nonsense. What does that thing think it's doing? Ain't nothing could fly up there. Just because they couldn't don't mean he can't. Just because they couldn't see serpent seed don't mean a child of God can't. Just because they can't see the baptism of, the, of, of, of how to be baptized and they can't see all the things, the mystery, wonderful mysteries that we have seen doesn't mean a real eagle won't. He was born. He had the vision. It was already there. It just needed to be opened up. It needed to be changed, amen, to where, you know, many times what you're looking at and you, you think that determines who you are, that does not determine who you are. The chicken yard did not determine that he was a chicken. Neither does your trial, neither does your sickness, neither does your problem determine who you really are. Neither does it change who he is. Because he can answer in a moment. It only takes a nod and it's over with. It only makes, takes one moment of his voice and it'll quicken something on the inside of you. You'll fight with everything you got to get out of that chicken yard. How'd I get up there? He said, his voice screamed back, said, you got two wings? Just try to use them. Start exercising. He starts flopping around, dust flying everywhere. Well, you should just settle down. There's no need in being like that. What's wrong with you? You done lost your mind. No, I, I want to go up where he's at. Because that's truly who I really am. Don't you see the resemblance here? I don't look like none of y'all. I don't have the same feathers. I don't have the same beak. I don't have the same hair. I don't have nothing about me that's the same as you are. Much less something on the inside of me is responding to that call. And therefore, I have to go. And he starts spreading his wings and flopping. It's blowing dust in that chicken yard every which way. Chickens are flying everywhere, but he gets up on a post. <laughs> Mama said, that ain't high enough yet. Jump off. And he hears a sound of freedom. And they say, hey, what are you doing? That's fanaticism. You're nuts. You're going to kill yourself. What's wrong with you? Don't you know? A days of miracles are past. Don't you know that God don't do like that no more? What was it? There was a bunch of earthbound chickens. But he was not an earthbound chicken. He was born for the heavenlies. So it didn't matter what a chicken said. It mattered what he said. 
Hallelujah. Amen. When you can begin to break off the nonsense of the world and say, I'm not listening to you no more because that's not who I am. I am a child of God. I don't care what kind of day I'm having. I still am a child of God. He set them things into the air and he lifted up into the heavenlies. He says, you might be put in a cage, but you're still an eagle. You might have sickness tonight, but you're still an eagle. Don't matter how long it's been. Matters not. He said, I can tell you there's a way out. Yes, sir, indeedy, there's a way out. He said, God loves to build his church and to anchor them on the rock. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Anchored on the rock. He's the chief cornerstone. And so he'll go to that rock and he'll build a nest. And it's all full of stickers. And he said this mother eagle, she's going to be sure that her little ones are going to have a nice place to stay. And so she goes out and gets everything like she can. Kill a rabbit, eat the meat, take the fur and poke it in the little pieces, every little crevice, tighten it, snug it up. Neat, the nest is complete. What, what's she getting ready? She's getting ready for little ones. She wants, to ha- wants them to have a nice little soft place to walk around, taking care of them. Oh, God does his children the same way. How, how he blesses our heart when the little eagles are born. Little soft nest to walk around. It feels so good. It feels so good. It's so wonderful. You remember the first time when you was born again, when the Holy Spirit come to you and you became a Christian? You felt like you was walking on feathers. I remember when I got saved, I was about 40 yards from the house, a boardwalk running up there. And I tell you, I didn't believe I ever touched a board going in. Mother said, what's the matter with you, Billy? I said, I don't know, Ma. I just can't tell you. I picked up my Bible. I couldn't read it. I picked up a song book. Couldn't read it. I laid it down, went behind the house. There was a railroad track back there, and I got on that railroad track, and I had let off the steam somewhere. I ran up down that track just as hard as I could, jumped up way in the air, hollered whoopee as hard as I could. I had to give vent to that feeling. Amen. I was floating in the air. That new birth. Hello, somebody. He said, oh, he said, well, see the mother eagle, though, she goes out and she gets fishes and she gets rabbits and she gets sheep and she gets what she can and she fixes up this little eagle a nice diet. Just be sure that Junior gets the right things. He said, I'm so glad that Jehovah sees his little eaglets, gets the right kind of food. He'll put it before you whether you want to eat it or not. Amen. You have to turn your head. But if you're a born again eagle, my sheep, my eagles know my voice. They know the food. He said, you love me, Peter? Feed my sheep. I like that. Feed my sheep. Don't drive them. Feed them. Feed them the word. I like sheep. They like sheep food. You know, some people don't like this sheep food. This sheep food is that good old time feeling of old time salvation, just as free as you can feel and no condemnation at all. Hello, somebody. While we used to stand and clap our hands and sing, I feel all right. There's no condemnation in my heart. Having a good time. And of course, it'll cause little chickens to look up and say, fanaticism. Hello, somebody. 
There was a farmer not long ago. He was an ambitious farmer. He didn't have much of a barn, but he had fine, built fine crops, took care of his stock. Another f- farmer had fine tractors, but he was too lazy to farm. We know the story. And when the fall of the year come, he cut his weeds. He put them in the barn. He had a beautiful barn, had beautiful tractors, had beautiful things, but it was too lazy to do what he needed to do. Amen. Come to see, and his animals got fed. He wasn't that good. But there was a calf born in each barn. And the next year, springtime comes, probably the calf that was born in a good barn, great big high spires, you know, plush seats. You know what I'm talking about, so you can read between the lines. But he didn't have much food. So then they turned him out, both of them did, to get a little spring breeze. Oh my, this little calf had been in a little bitty mission down somewhere, a little church, you know. He was all fat and round and full of vitamins. My, he got out there and the wind began to rush over the top of him. He could full, he was full of ginger. He began to kick up his heels, jump around and around and around. He was feeling good. And he turned the other little calf out. They'd been fed on ecclesiastical weeds. And when he got out there, this poor little fella, the wind about blowed him down, staggering around like that. He stuck his little face in the crack of that fence, looked through. Oh, then he stuck his little face in that streaming device. I'll bring it up to, up to date. In our time, he didn't have streaming back then. And seeing this little calf just happy and jumping and jumping all around, fanaticism. He said, I like good food. And he said, good food, the power of God, the word of God, the Holy Ghost feeds on it. That's what the church needs tonight. Hallelujah. It's good, solid gospel preaching, gospel teaching, gospel salvation, and a gospel Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's what I'm interested in, a gospel Holy Ghost. Amen. We are not so interested in this nation. Might not be not might not need a president. The city might. Not, oh yeah, we do. But the city might not need a new mayor. But what we need today is a good old time St. Paul's revival. The Bible, Holy Ghost, back in the church again. That's what we need. Sheep feed on sheep's food, not ecclesiastical weeds. So if you see us jumping and showing our oats, it only means we've been getting good food. I don't know, we've been fed from the throne of God and it's punched spiritual vitamins in our soul that we can have spiritual muscles to tell that devil to take his hands off of God's property. It'll cause a rejoicing. It'll cause a hallelujah to come out. It'll cause a dance. It'll cause it all. Little Ness was all fixed up and she brought him the food and he ate. And he's just a growing, putting on new feathers. Begins to come in second work of grace and he begins to get feathered out pretty well. Mother Eagle begins to look down and she begins to think, you know, I never want my children to become a chicken, that's all. You know, God's just determined for that. He don't want you to become a chicken. <laughs> he doesn't want us to be earthbound chickens. I got to see to this. And the first thing you know, she got to get them eagles out of the nest. If they stay there, they'll be earthbound. Hello, somebody. If they don't ever learn to fly, they will be earthbound. See, you got to learn to trust your own God-given wings. It ain't all about the pastor flying into the heavenlies and the song leader and the musicians. and the, No, everyone, every eagle's supposed to fly. 
Amen. So God knows if you've been sitting in the nest too long. Yeah. I got to see to this. That's the way it is. He says, you know, I've often wondered why we went away to got great education for schooling to be a preacher. And we come in with all the history of the church and all this and all the vitamins and everything. And turn back around and say, well, of course the days of miracles have passed. He said, how can you ever get a man that's freezing to death? How can you thaw him out while I painted fire? What if, what, what if a man's freezing? You'd say, you go to that big painted fire there on the day of Pentecost. There come a sound from heaven. It was a rushing mighty wind. It filled the house where they were sitting. See, calling it a painted fire as long as it's only in the past. Hello? Oh, but I'm shivering. Oh, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Tongues of fire on them. Oh, that was a great thing, but that was back there, see? That's a painted fire. You can't get warmed by that. If we're needing fire today, then we can't get warmed by historical fire. What good does a historical God do if the God of Abraham ain't the same God today? Amen. Amen. What, what is the good as the God of Paul if he ain't the same God today? If the Holy Ghost fell on Pentecost it's the same God today, then where are we at? It's like giving your canary birds a lot of seeds with vitamins in them and good, make good wings, but keeping them in the cage all the time. He can't use his wings. What's the use of learning all about God if you try to say he died 2,000 years ago and that's all there is to it? He said, I, mean, I believe he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He lives and he said, because I live, you can live also. I'm glad for eagle food. But this old mother eagle's determined that we won't get adjusted to the nest too much. So God's just as determined that a newborn babe isn't going to get too adjusted to this world. He don't want us getting adjusted here. He's getting us ready to take a flight. Well, I just want peace, Brother Timothy. You're not going to have it till we get over there. I'm talking about days that there's no trouble for, you know, you just, I just want years. Of no, you're not going to have years of no trouble until we get over there. He said a few, a few days before the old mother, mother eagle takes her little ones on a flight, you know what she does? She stands up there and some of them eagles are 14 feet from tip to tip and mammoth bird she stands on the nest old mother eagle usually the largest of them she'll walk back and forth over this nest and she'll begin to scream that's so shrill that there that's such a shrill scream they give what's she trying to do she's trying to teach her babies the sound of her voice and she's going into some perils they're going to go into some perils in a little while so they got to know the sound of mama's voice he said, I tell you, it pays to listen to the voice of God. That voice that speaks deep and rich, it attracts the attention of his people. And she walks back and forth over this nest. And sometimes she'll spread out those great wings and flutter back and forth. And then little, the little eagle just kind of shakes them down a little, you know. Oh, mama, what a great bird you are. And so I love that because God's got two wings. Old and New Testament, he spreads them out. And we look at it and we look up and say, oh, God, how great thou art. How great thou art. You're such an amazing amazing God. And he said, yes, I see how great I am. I'm the same one that delivered Moses. I'm the same one that delivered Daniel. I'm the one that brought the Hebrew children out. I'm the one that was at Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm the one that talked to Abraham. Oh, I am that I am that I am present now. God's going to take his little eagles on a solo flight one of these days. 
I was just talking to a brother, brother uh, actually from Norway. He came here for our meetings. He just got his pilot license. He said, it was all fine and dandy flying with a, red, um, a real pilot in the seat next to you. He said, but that first day I got in that plane by myself, it was a different story. And he said, my jitters, he said, was just bigger that day. And worries was just greater that day. And I'm wondering, okay, I think I can get it off the ground, but can I put it back on the ground? And all these things are going through his mind. He said, but I'd been with that pilot. And that pilot looked me in the eyes. He said, you've been trained for this. He said, you got the training. I've taught you. He said, I know you can take it up and you'll bring it down. He said, the confidence of that voice, amen, was so real to me in that cockpit while I was by myself. I knew that I had been through the times. I'd been through the training and that I could listen and hear his voice say, turn this knob, do this right here, do that right there and bring it safely to the ground. He wants us to know his voice. Turn this way, do this, do that. And he's gonna bring this ship safely into the harbor. See, these eagles never knew nothing but a nest. They never know nothing but a denomination or creed or something just, you know, something they'd learn. So God's walking back and forth. He said, even in this meeting, even tonight, walking back and forth, trying to show you he's I, I am that I am. He's God. He's Jehovah Eagle, trying to show. He, he shoves his wings back out. And he said, I'm the one that give them Pentecost. My children, to my children yet today. I am Jehovah Eagle. I'll bear you away on eagle's wings. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was the one that brought the Hebrew children. I'm the one that spoke to Moses in the burning bush. I'm the same, but I want you to step out. If you're sick, if you're needy, I want you to step out. I am that I am. I'm Jehovah. Hear my voice. Listen to me. Don't take the voice of some chicken trying to talk to you or some scavenger. You better listen to me. This is my voice, and it is the word. You, those big wings, they, you got to, they, got to, they had to trust them. He said, I begin to realize there's still too much doubt in the church yet to take flight. Got too many quills, too many loose feathers, too many this and that and the other. So he gives it the third work of grace. She stands back there and she takes them big wings. She flops them with a mighty rushing wind. It loosens all the feathers and they begin to fly. When that mighty rushing wind comes down from heaven, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, all the doubting feathers will fly out of you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, they will fly out of you. He said, oh, now I feel religious. He said, you begin like talking like to you. He said, begin to feel like talking to you now. Oh, them old doubting days, them little old feathers sticking there and saying days of miracles are past. There was no such a thing as the Holy Ghost. Let that rushing mighty wind come down and the wings from the New and Old Testament begin to fly back and forth and say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then them little old pin feathers begin to fly. You better not start off with them in you. You'll do your bust up in the air somewhere you'll never take that solo flight but she's getting ready and she fans it and she fans it and she fans it and she flies right into that nest and takes that big bill and she picks out the feathers she picks out the sheepskin she dumps it to the side she throws it over the side of the wall there doesn't have nothing left but stickers and them little fellows are now having a hard time it ain't so comfortable no more 
I, I move over here and it's ow. I move over here and ow. My bank account's in the red. Ow. Payments are not paid. Ow. <laughs> Mother Eagle's over here. Come on, get out the nest. Fly. You was born for the sky. You wasn't born just to sit in the comforts of Laodicea. Rabbit skin all over you, cuddled up. Oh, it's so comfortable. No, we ain't to be comfortable here. So he starts plucking out the skin. Because you're born to be free. Freedom is in the sky. <laughs> this is an eagle anointing that we're in. Amen. It's the eagle's anointing that is upon the church of the living God. It's to fly over those things. When God doesn't make a way through it or a way around it or a way under it, he'll make a way over it. Come on, somebody. It gives you two wings, amen, to go over it. Amen, when you come to a, all, the other, uh, all the other anointings, amen, they would have, if they tried to cross a river, they could, might get their feet wet, might get their body wet, might get all the way up to their nose, but not an eagle. He comes to a river, he's going to fly over that thing. Come on, somebody. This is what we're under right now. Amen. It's not to give our life. It's to rise above it. We're not under the ox anointing. What I'm saying, we're under the eagle anointing. It's the dawn of freedom, amen, that we have the rights to rise above the things of this world, to rise above the sickness, to rise above death. There's going to be a people on this earth that's going to rise above death and fly over it, not go through it, but fly over it. Picks all the sheepskin, your head hits a ticker. That hurt. It hurts. It's a rough time we're living in. It's supposed to be. We're not for this world. This world's for burning. We're for getting out of here. Amen. You know, about the first time you ever got the Holy Ghost, you know, everybody began to talk about you, begin to make fun and everything. Do you remember how that was? Every time you sat down, it's a sticker. Just want to relax, sticker. Just kick back and just take a deep sticker. Ow! <laughs> he don't want you to get adjusted to this world. He's ready to take you somewhere. Everybody else can be floating on a cloud somewhere and got their eye, head on a pillow and seem like everything's going good for them. Everything's okay. But you mean while sticker, sticker, sticker. Why? Because he's getting you ready to take you somewhere. Sometimes he lets a disease, he lets cancer, he lets tumor, he lets something hit you to see if you're ready for a flight, to see where all the feathers are, see if everything's exactly right. Yes, the doctor looked at me and said, you got three minutes to live. Yes, but if I'd listened to that, I'd have been dead years ago. He just blowed all the feathers out, that's all he was doing. Come on, somebody. And the little eagle, he'll start up and everything's miserable and sit down. Oh, sticks his feet. Sticks over here. Oh, oh, green bra. She puts them there for a purpose. That trial is for a purpose. That sickness is for a purpose. Bible says, tells us that our trials are worth more to us than precious gold. And then we fuss about it. You don't hear people fussing about gold. And this is supposed to be precious, more precious than gold. Oh, must I be carried home to heaven on a flowery bed of ease? 
while others fought to win the prize and sailed through bloody seas. He said, too many people just want to sit back and be entertained. Somebody says something, say, I heard you join the Holy Rollers. Well, I guess I won't go back over there no more. Wife, you poor eagle, you might be a buzzard. <laughs> That's one thing, sure. Let me tell you, brother, sir. Yes, sir. If you're a vulture and eat the things of the world, he said, that's who you are, but an eagle eats fresh meat. Amen. The carcass of the word. He said, the eagle of God eats the word of God and that alone. He said, but the mother, there comes a time she's got to stir the nest and she throws it all out. She takes all the soft parts and we're trying to bring this down and put some trials on, you know. Now, what would a buzzard do sitting in that nest? He would never get out of there. But an eagle... When the nest is getting stirred, he's ready. Let me out of here. And one day she said, now think it's time to take my little children on a flight. And she comes screaming out of the hair, here comes mama. They know it just like a church filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost begin to fall, hands will go up. Hallelujah. Here he is. Oh, I'm so glad. Why, here's set your neighbor there, and you don't care who's sitting there. Mother Jehovah is coming into the nest. Glory. Let him fall tonight. Let him scatter his big wings across this place and pack every person from a wheelchair, every sinner to an altar, every sick person to being healed. Come on, somebody. Let him fall in this place one time. He will come in if you let him in. If you invite him in, you will hear that scream. My sheep know my voice, and they can tell that I am who I am. You say, well, I think it's just people getting excited. Brother Brown said, you know, I was talking to my doctor. He said, said, you know, I, I went to hear you, Billy. He said, you was having a meeting. In Jeffersonville, and people got to shouting and praising the Lord down there because some things happened. The doctor said to me, what do you think about that? And I said, what do you think about that, doc? And he said, Billy, you know what? I think them people are just excited. I said, you're a doctor, and you know you can't be excited unless there's something to excite you. He said, oh, glory to God. Sure it does. It's the Holy Ghost that comes in and excites us. I ain't made this up. This is a direct quote. He said, it's the Holy Ghost comes in and excites us because we're ready to take a flight one of these days to glory. Sure, it's excitable. If it wasn't excitable, I'd change it for something that was excitable. Hello, somebody. I can prove to you by science that anything that doesn't move is dead. You know, if a baby's born, it don't cry, it don't squall, it don't do nothing, that baby's dead. That's what's the matter with the church today. We got too many stillborn babies. You know what the doctor usually does? He picks them up by the heels and gives them a little posterior protoplasma stimulation. That fixes them upright, and that's what the church needs today is a good old time stimulation of the power of the Holy Ghost to come into the church and tear us up, shake us, stir up the nest, and blow out all the loose feathers. Hallelujah. He said, that's exactly what happens. He said, on, on, the, on the seas, he said, in Lake Michigan, he said, I noticed water's blasting in and blasting out. He said, I stood there and thought, floods of joy over my soul like sea billows roll. 
I commenced to sing, and I thought, you know what, though? There isn't one more drop of water in this ocean or lake than there, there is when it's perfectly still. That's right. It's got the same amount of water, but it's jumping and carrying on. I thought, well, what's the matter? It's a revival going on. Amen. What does that do? It washes all the trash out on the shore. That's what we need today is a good old-fashioned God-sent revival to get the doubt and the trash out of our hearts and wash it up on the shore and forget about it. Amen. Clean the sea out. That's what we need. A good old dashing. Yeah. Hallelujah. But this eagle... Get ready, children. I'm going to give you your solo flight today. So she bats her wings up, and each one of those little eagles climbs up on them big wings. Well, I don't know about that. Well, the Bible says that we're bared up on the eagle's wings. So you can do your criticizing and your doubting all you want to, but as for me and my house, I'm getting on them wings. Amen. He said that she bats her wings up and each one of those little eagles climb up on them big wings. They climb up on the new and the Old Testament both. They climb up on like that and say, all right, fasten now, hold down tight, reach over and take a mouthful. Catch one of them great big feathers that you couldn't pull out with a pair of pliers. Put this little beak there and catch onto it. Hook this little hook, hooker beak around it. Take those little claws, hook down on the wings. Say, all right, mom, mom and mammy, I'm ready. Jehovah, what almighty God, El Shaddai, the breast of one, the big eagle, the wing one, the Bible, the Old Testament, and the New Testament. Just take your hold. Whatever you have need of, put your hold right into God's promise and sit right there. And no matter what takes place, hold on. Hold to God's unchanging hand. You reached up and said, I am the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. Take a hold of it. If he said these signs shall follow them to believe. If they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Take a hold on it. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Take a hold on it. We're fixing to take a flight. Remember, it looks dangerous. Well, a buzzard couldn't do that if he had to. A chicken couldn't even hook his bill in there, slip right off and go right out of the nest. First time anything said to him, he said, well, I guess that wasn't right anyhow. But an eagle is a special built bird. She, but she spreads those wings. And those little eagles feel the weight of them like that. She gives a big jump off this rock. Them little fellas never did feel wind like that before. That's a strange thing. You remember the first time you felt as an eagle? That mighty rushing wind come down through heaven, set upon you, cloven tongues like fire. You remember when he struck you? It was a strange thing. It was a strange thing. You might have been a Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian, Luther, Catholic, Pilgrim Holiness, Nazarene, and so forth. But now... You felt something different. He said, so the little eagles felt this, but they held on. And this old mother took her wings. She jumped off the nest. She began to rise higher and higher, away, up and up and up. If that had happened to be a chicken up there, he'd be gone by that time. This little eagle held on. Amen. The old mother took her wings. She jumped up and she began to go. Don't be scared. He said, don't be scared. He said, the Antichrist in the last day will deceive all the on the earth whose name were not written in the Lamb's book of life for the foundation of the world. That's right. What are you scared about? Take a ride. Don't be scared, brother in the wheelchair. Don't be scared, sister. Don't be scared. You that's got cancer, heart trouble, whatever it is, don't be scared. God's invited you to take a hold on the wings of the cross and this Bible, God's promise, and fly into the blue. 
Well, I wasn't up there before, Brother Branham. You just keep holding on. He's going to take you there. So I know you think I'm crazy. Maybe I am. Just leave me alone. I'm more happy the way I am than the way I was before. <laughs> but old Mother Eagle goes up so far till she becomes almost out of sight. And you know what she does to them little eagles? I've watched them many times. She shakes every one of them off. Oh, you cruel mother. Oh, no. You smart mother. She shakes every one of them off because she's not afraid. If they had confidence enough to put their confidence, they done looked all over them big wings. They knew what she was. They had seen. She had told them what their brothers was the year before. She knew knew that they were flying. They knew they were flying. She knew there was eagles, and she wasn't afraid to shake them off. My God. God isn't afraid to put you on a trial. When he said to Job, Satan said, oh, yeah, you got him all hedged up. Make him do it. I'll, I'll make him curse you to your face. He said, he's in your hands. See, God's not afraid to put eagles to a flight test. He's not afraid. He's dependent on you. He wasn't afraid to put Abraham to a flight test. He was dependent on him. He wasn't afraid to put others to a flight test. She shakes them off. All right, children, flop for yourself. And she swoops to one side, sails along watching them. First thing you know, one of these little eagles on his back. He flops as hard as he can. Next one was his face down. He's flopping as hard as he can, but she's watching them. And they don't care. They're having a Pentecostal jubilee. Just a flopping around, they don't care. They get topsy-turvy, get out of balance. They're trusting in the great, all-sufficient power of their mother. If one of them little fellows get out topsy-turvy or gets turned over too fast or something, she'll swoop right under them, pick them right back up, and bring them back to grace again. Yes, sir, don't you be afraid when he took you up into the spheres that you can't even understand. Yet it's written in the word because you look to his wings. He promised it, just flop. Just flop. How am I doing? I don't care how I'm doing. I'm having a big time doing it. Glory to God. That old mother hen down on the ground looks up there and says, oh, such fanaticism. She don't know the first thing about it. She's never been there. I want to read something if I got it here. Sent this quote right before church. So when people say that the Holy Spirit isn't moving among the people today, that that's just emotion. He said, I think the best answer is come see for yourself and see what takes place. Find out if it's true. Come and see. Come and see if it ain't true that a woman could get under emotions, if that's what you want to call it, and run around this church and be healed with cancer. I'm not saying that's the way God's going to do it every time, but that's the way God did it that time. Therefore, we're not teaching that you got to run around this church to get healed. But what we're teaching is whatever God anoints you to do, you better do it. Flop. Exercise those wings. Exercise that faith. Let it go. 
Amen. There's a wind there that'll pick you up. If you'll just spread out the wings and say, Father, I'm just doing what I know to do. I'm just doing what you anointed me to do. There'll be a wind there that'll pick you up. close on this Brandon said there was a man one time that was preaching there was no such a thing as divine healing there was no such a thing as the Holy Ghost saying that another preacher was crazy there was this old country boy sitting back there with an overall jacket on hair hanging down his mouth one tooth out come walking up through the building like that stopped and looked at him and reached down and got an apple began to peel it said, Mr. Debater, he said, what do you want, Zach? He said, I want to ask you a question. Just kept on peeling. He said, well, what do you want? Just kept on peeling. He said, Speaker, I'll have to put you out of here. He said, I want to ask you a question. Kept on peeling. Peeled all the peeling off, took a slice, put one piece in his mouth and began chewing on it like that. He said, what do you want? I want to ask you a question. Is this apple sweet or sour? He said, I don't know. I'm not eating it. He said, that's just what I thought. Taste and see. Is this word real or not? Is it just an emotion? I don't know. That's what I thought. I hadn't experienced it. That's what I thought. I know. Because I was there. I was there when the spirit came down. I was there when it changed lives. I was, how do you know anything about the Holy Ghost when you never had a taste of it? You never eat it. You never try it. Try it sometime. Try it. It's honey in the rock. Hallelujah. It's the power of God and the salvation. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's eagle's food. It's God's word. God's Bible. God said so. It settles forever. And for the promise is unto you and your children, to them that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's his promise. And he keeps all of his promises. This little eagle is just a flopping around, having a good Pentecostal jubilee, shouting and jumping. They believe. They believed. If mother took them up there, mother will take care of them. Let's stand together tonight. God told me to trust him. I will just trust him. I don't care how topsy-turvy I get. This is a direct quote. He'll help me out somehow. I may not know how, but the only thing I know, I want to keep flopping my wings. All the faith that I've got in the New and Old Testament just keep flopping back and forth, flopping back and forth. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Keep on flopping. Keep on flying. And he'll send, he'll send a rushing mighty wind. He'll throw all the feathers out. And you, if you can stand it, if he, if you, he, he would know if you couldn't take it, he says, because he wouldn't have took you up there. He said, but you just put your trust in him and see what he will do. That's your solo flight. I feel real good right now, don't you? It feels good to fly. It feels good. I, I, I was just on a plane just yesterday coming in. And I, I'll be honest with you. It's one of the most amazing things to me. A man has designed this big old metal bird. And you look at its wings and it 
They, they actually studied birds and how their feathers flare out and how the different things do. And they begin to put different ways to do that. And actually, actually, I, I was, I was, I've spoke about this before, but it's a good point to bring out at this moment. Those, air, those airplanes, when they're adjusting their, their different, I, can't, I don't know all the tech flaps and rudders and this, that, and the other. When they're adjusting all of that. It's actually called adjusting their attitude. The attitude of the plane. And when you adjust the attitude right, the altitude gets better. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Amen. Let him get a hold of the dials tonight. He's the one. He's the, I, you know, I, people say, I want Jesus to be my co-pilot. Co-pilot, nothing. I want him to be my pilot. <laughs> Amen. He's got the hands. He's teaching me. He knows exactly where to turn the thing because I got to get out of here. Hallelujah. How many can say, Lord, adjust my attitude so it'll adjust my altitude? Let's bow our heads today. Father, we just ask God that you'd come and just soak these words into our hearts. Lord, it is the day of freedom. We're under the message, Lord, of Revelations 10:7. It is a jubilee trumpet that has sounded in our day. Every person can be free. Free from every complex, free from every generational curse free from every sin, every doubt, everything, Lord, we can be free. Let us begin to just flop, Lord, in our, just begin to trust the winds. Trust, Lord, the, the wings that you give us, the Old New Testament. Trust, Lord, in what you've called us for. Lord, I, I remember if you told a man before he was to go through a great trial, if you trust me, I'll use you like never before. And Lord, we've seen, Lord, you use like never before. And Lord, what a great attitude he's had, Lord. And it's, no doubt it, it's affected his altitude. And I believe it's going to affect his altitude that he's going to rise above that cancer because he trusted you. Oh, Jesus, we pray, Father, tonight that the rushing mighty wind just blow through that home, Lord. Blow out the infection in his lungs and pancreas and Lord, wherever it may be, the hurting in his body. And the healer step into that room, Lord, and touch him, I pray. Right on this moment, right now, Father, I ask it for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, Brother Andrew. You can love me up. Yes, Lord. In a prison. Oh my.